Hello, and welcome to Great Takes Less Filling. I am U Street, and with me this week to laugh very hard at the Nebraska Cornhuskers is Andy, go for Guy 05. Guess Nebraska didn't really want to play football more than everybody else did today. The University of Minnesota, uh, in essence, just copied the now famous deleted tweet from the University of Illinois informing Nebraska good game and thanks for bringing football back. I must say that my view on this game being played ahead of time was that it was real stupid to play, but I really hoped that Minnesota was going to win. And I think Andy actually can confirm this. I was laughing very hard about this possibility and thought it was realistic. Andy, do you think that is a fair assessment of my previous views on this game? I'd have to agree with that, yes. So uh, then Minnesota, in fact, did win 24 to 17. Uh, Mo Ibrahim is obviously the Necton of the week, Necton of the year. Normally on these introductions, I would call myself, you know, U Street Ibrahim. But let's be real. I think that me adding that nomer would be uh, an insult to how well he played. Andy, would you wax philosophically about Mo? Uh, yeah, I mean... Anybody who's listened to us do this post game is is has heard this same spiel, but um, he he's first team Big Ten running back, and you can make the argument he's not going to, and I think it's going to be a travesty. You could make the argument he's an All American running back right now. Um, Mo Ibrahim, twenty carries, hundred eight yards, including a couple of gutsy yards there on that last drive to salt the game away. Two touchdowns. Now has. 15 touchdowns on the year. That's fourth all-time in school history. Oh, by the way, he's done it in six games. Six. Uh, the record, Gary Russell, is 18. He did that in 12 games. So in exactly half games, Mo is only three touchdowns away from that record. Um, Minnesota has at least one more, maybe two. Um uh, I, I guess the question would be... Is, <laughs> oh, right. I suppose it's possible that this year they go to a bowl. <laughs> I, I mean, it, depending depending upon who they want to fight with, it, it basically it's probably going to come down to Minnesota, now honestly Penn State after they won their third game in a row today, and Maryland for one or two bowl spots depending upon whether uh, Indiana ends up in the in the New Year's Six or not. Um, it, it's possible Minnesota could make a bowl game. Now, We'll see. Uh, we still don't know who they're even playing next week. Uh, rumors are fairly strong that we'll find out in the next 12 to 18 hours here that it might be Wisconsin making up the battle for the Axe game. Uh, but until the Big Ten announces things, I don't think you can plan on anything. But to bring it back full circle, uh, Mo Ibrahim is the first team All-Big Ten running back. He should be, honestly, I mean, they're going to give it to Justin Fields, so I don't know why we're even bringing it up. But he honestly should get votes for Big Ten Player of the Year because if Mo Ibrahim does not have the season he has, Minnesota is not winning three games. That's for sure. Uh, 100%, per, 100% agree. I think that there is a good argument to be made as well for an All-American candidacy for this performance. It is There's only been six games this year, so this makes seven games in a row that Ibrahim has had 100 yards or more in a game. And I want to highlight the last play of the game which uh, for those of you who did not watch it, you definitely should go do so. In fact, when this comes on replay on the on BTN or whatever next week, watch the entire thing and just laugh at the shout and fraud. 
of all of this. But Ibrahim uh, takes a ball off the left side of the line, hole is wide open, could in fact walk into the end zone. I think there's a good argument actually that he probably should have walked into the end zone because Minnesota opened up 14 points without a minute 20 to go. However, it is a guaranteed win, more or less, if he does what he does, which is even though he has the chance to get yet another touchdown, he gets the first down and then slides, guaranteeing that Minnesota is going to win. In essence, sacrificing personal stats for the team. The level of intelligence that's required to know that, to understand the sense of the moment and the play, I am sure it's something that's practiced. I don't think that this was something that they've never dealt with before. But in the moment, you can practice lots of things and say, you know what, I'm just going to make this call and go for a touchdown. That slide, I think, says everything about why he's such a fantastic player. I also want to give some credit, frankly, to the offensive line, which has started a bunch of different players this game uh, my other next of the week would be nathan bow who i thought had a surprisingly good game stepping in for john michael schmitz at center and especially in the fourth quarter when you need to get pushed you need to break open holes at key moments the offensive line did a very good job in doing that today that is a testament i think to two things one once again lol nebraska what are you doing but also that good players rise to occasions, even if that occasion is playing Nebraska. And I thought that the Minnesota Movers had a surprisingly good game for a unit that has been more or less devastated, I think, this year by COVID. I mean, if, as long as we're shouting the offensive line, we got to give credit to Ersan Ursay, true freshman, starting at right tackle today for the first time. And, and yeah, there were a few times where he got beat, but for a majority of the game, he held his own. Um, you know, Bo, like you said, played really good. And, and you could tell where they trusted. Where, where was Mo getting the majority of his yards at the end of the game? Off the left side of the line. Blaze Andrews moved back to left guard. Um, and, and Sam Schluter, your two seniors leading the way. Um, you know, it, it, they, they did that what they needed to come and do. And, uh, you know, it's a testament, like you said. You know, LOL Nebraska. Um, you know, several on Twitter pointing out that uh, Boye Mafe, his, his big sack there to uh to shut down that nebraska drive uh bryce bernhardt was the one that got absolutely torched um if anybody pays attention to recruiting and remembers a couple years ago uh bryce bernhardt one of the more highly sought after players from from the state of minnesota his dad had a few not so nice things to say about pj fleck whoopsies um (laughs) you know and and just to you know i i don't know if, if if street saw me or not i was i was sort of laughing hysterically what he was talking there um one of the uh, one of the daily Minnesota Daily beat writers suggested searching hashtag Huskers on Twitter. Um, the Nebraska fans are not taking this well at all. If you want, if you want to have a couple hours of unintentional comedy, oh man, um, it, there's there's some good stuff there. I'm not gonna lie, and 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 you know, frankly, uh, you know, as much as we want to give credit to, to Minnesota for this, I mean. If, it, if the reverse had happened and we lost to a Nebraska team that was down 33 players, half the starters on our offensive line, several key members of the defensive line, down to one tight end that's played any snaps at all this season, oh, that would be embarrassing. Um, I mean, it, it, Scott Frott's not going to get fired, but oh, man, that, that, 
that seat's got to start getting hot from from Nebraska fans, and and we can be happy that uh, that's now two years in a row that. Uh, yeah, sure, he got his first Big Ten win against uh, Minnesota three years ago, but since then, Scott Frost has been pretty much taken to the woodshed by the Gophers. Yeah, I think it's a fair question, actually. If Scott Frost was not who Scott Frost was, I think you would expect that Nebraska, in any other non-COVID year, would be moving on from him. I mean, I don't think his performance as a Big Ten coach for what Nebraska fans claim their program is, is good enough. I mean, I think at this point he's got to be as bad or worse than Mike Riley's record, yes? Well, I don't know about I don't know about Mike Riley's, but I do know that Scott Frost is currently running one game below Tim Brewster through his first three seasons. <laughs> uh, so some other some other shout outs uh, for this team. I thought Clay Geary did a really good job, kind of stepping in. The had an early drop, and then after that, made some really tough catches in space. Took a real big shot on a slant route over the middle and held on to the ball. Minnesota was fortunate in in some sense in that Nebraska had a couple of critical penalties that either extended Minnesota drives or took away points for Nebraska. One at the very end in the fourth quarter where a holding call takes points off the board. One in the first half where a clear targeting call occurred, but it was kind of a, a quick bang-bang play. And so and somewhat unfortunate just from an angle perspective, Nebraska therefore is out its best defensive player, certainly in the secondary. That definitely helped in the second half. I'm also going to give a shout out to Matt Simon because I refuse to believe that Mike Sanford or PJ Fleck have the stones to call a first down naked boot out route for 15 when you absolutely need to burn clock. It is a great play. It works successfully. It's a catch by Clay Geary. Great catch on a throw into the wind for Tanner Morgan, which is yet another reason why I think it was a surprising play for multiple reasons. Not an easy throw to make on the run. I thought Morgan had an up-and-down game overall, but when he needed to make some key throws in this game, he successfully did so. That was a that was a phenomenal play, and it also set up, if you have been listening to the podcast prior or honestly been anywhere in the general vicinity of the Daily Gopher, we have not been a big fan of the fourth quarter play calling for the University of Minnesota this year. And I thought today at the points where they needed to have solid fourth quarter play calls, they absolutely did that. Your view, Andy? Well, they did at least on that last drive. We were all grumbling internally about the three and out on the previous drive that was exactly like what had happened multiple times this season, two runs up the middle and then a horrible pass on third down and a punt. Um, so we'll give Sanford half credit for that because he, he figured out on that final drive, um, something that switched it up a little bit. And honestly, it was just that one pass play. Then all of a sudden the offensive line and, and Mo Ibrahim went to work and that's all it took. Um, I will second your, your props to, to Clay Geary. Um, you know, Geary has been around here playing scout team roles, playing, you know, fifth, sixth wide receiver roles for the last few years. It's nice to see him step up and make a big catch there down the stretch. Um, you know, Daniel Jackson had, had three for 43, uh, almost had that one other big one where the Nebraska defender made a really nice play. Um, you know, you can tell things are starting to click for him too, and hopefully he can, he can do it a little bit. Um, you know, it was nice to see, uh, yeah, as you said, the defense made some plays when they needed to, uh, Tyler Newbin in the right place at the right time getting the interception, uh, boy, Mafe getting, getting the pressure there in the fourth quarter after, I mean, the gopher pass rush was basically 
non-existent for the first three quarters. Um, then they figured it out and, and, and got a stop there. Um, you know, it, it, it wasn't pretty, but it was a win. And they did what they needed to do. And, and I mean, the problem is, is next week it's going to be about the same. They'll get probably a couple more players back, but they're not going to get, you know, a, a majority of them back. And so it won't be, it won't be pretty either, but, uh, uh, you know, uh, props, you know, another player we haven't really given any credit to, but really should, Anders, uh, Anders Gelasinski, our third kicker of the year, did what he needed to do. Three for three on extra points, knocked down a 31-yard field goal. Uh, you know, he's not going to be that guy, as you saw, P.J. Fleck went for it several times when Minnesota probably could have attempted 45-ish yard field goals. He's not going to be that guy. But if he can make extra points and if he can nail that 35 and in field goal, Frankly, that's better than we've seen from Michael Lance and or Barack Walker this year. Lance, of course, out for the year. Walker, uh, we don't really know where he was, whether he was one of the COVID casualties. Uh, it's possible. Uh, no, haven't seen anything official on that. But um, Gilisinski, he uh, kicked one year at Minnesota State Mankato before transferring into the U. Uh, he's basically been one of those random special teams guys in the background who never sees the field for the last three years. Um, and, you know, in theory, is probably second to last or third to last game. He, he comes in and he does what he needs to do to help Minnesota get a win. So um, it was an all-in-all team effort. And, you know, all, all you can say is you got to give gotta give the Gophers credit. Uh, off for two weeks, only been back to practicing for a week. They did what they needed to do to win. Uh, everybody, I think everybody was skeptical that they were going to be able to have the manpower and they were going to be able to, to get things back figured out in time, but they did what they needed to do. They got a big win, which is, you know, made everybody a bit more upbeat. I mean, if you had asked anybody Wednesday or Thursday about this game, I think we were all sort of huh, grumble, grumble, whatever. I mean, if you listen to our previous podcast, none of us were excited about it. Um, but now this puts a, puts a spark back into things. And especially if we do get to play Wisconsin next week, all of a sudden, I think you're going to see a good chunk of the fan base getting a lot more excited about that game. Um, of course, saying that now means we're probably going to end up getting a game against Penn State or, or Rutgers or something like that. But, you know, we'll we'll find out here soon. Yeah, absolutely. Also, if the entire fan base gets super excited about the Wisconsin game, they probably should pump the brakes a little bit on that front were that to come to fruition. Nonetheless, I think I want to just underscore with Andy Mann in terms of a team effort. You had lots of players step up in situations where they haven't been before and perform admirably. And a big part about getting better as a football team, and I want to be clear, Nebraska sucks, so let's not go too overboard with what I'm about to say here. But a big part about getting better at a football team, it's not your first 22, it's your next 22. I think Minnesota, from a talent level, what we would have expected to see is that that next 22 is improving. There are tons of weaknesses on this team. The defense has years to go, frankly. But when they needed to against a bad Nebraska team, they took care of business. The offense, we felt, was in better shape, a little bit worried about the offensive line. I think there's a lot the offensive line needs to go. But as I mentioned at the beginning, when they needed to step up and make plays, they were able to open holes. They were able to play admirably, especially on basically no practice time together. This is a totally new offensive line combination. I don't think I've seen it before. And I think that's all the more impressive given that they were going up against a team that Scott Frost mentioned in his press conference had their best practice week of the season. So that, that's, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I like that. Andy, you got anything else to add? Yeah. You know, it's, it's just, like I said, it, it, um, 
talking about the podcast, you know, the the win is great, but just being able to sit back and watch the Husker fan base melt down on themselves after how cocky they were a couple months ago is just the the treat that we give to the country. Um, so you're, you're welcome the rest of the Big Ten. You're welcome the rest of the national media because uh, th- this is the gift that's going to keep on giving. And, uh, I mean, just reading some of the things coming across here i mean hus guys one of the one of the most homerish nebraska blogs out there the huskers have 12 one loss scores since 2018 when we hired frost i didn't even consider three straight losing seasons as a possibility i mean it didn't even cross my mind as an option well man real real tough what could it could not have happened to a a nicer nicer fan base I must say, at least on Twitter, I I hear good things about the actual Nebraska experience from from our water demon in chief. But with that, we make sure to check out the Daily Gopher for all postgame coverage, as well as any and all coverage of the theoretical final game of the season. We hope that you will join us next week as well for the Daily Gopher podcast. And with that, go Gophers, row the boat, Skyuma. Skyuma.